0: why hello welcome to the nobody asked for this podcast i believe this is the uh i think we're in like the 30s we're in our 30s of Of episodes that's that's very exciting might be 31 i think last week i forgot to celebrate the milestone of 30 so we're gonna have to pretend like you know 31 is even that more special how exciting i hope everyone is doing well I feel like the first weeks of January are probably, um, I don't know, like, the worst ever in the year. Because, like, nothing is really happening. Like, so, everyone put all their energy into, like, Christmas or, like, just, like, you know, the holidays in general. People were throwing parties. I mean, I didn't go to any, but I, apparently people throw parties. You know, everyone's trying to bake uh tarts make christmas cookies and then january hits and it's just like we're out of food we're out of money we're out of effort we're out of care you know maybe in the summer when we start throwing summer parties i'll I'll start caring again but until then leave me alone so we're in a leave me alone stage of the year which you would think as someone who is maybe more introverted which i know that doesn't make sense because why am I an introvert? Okay, let's figure this out. I'll get back to what I was saying in in a little bit. Trust me, it's a very little important, so you're not missing anything. But I feel like I've tried to decipher this before, because I think I can be extroverted. Like, I don't have a problem, you know, talking to people and, and, you know, talking about my bowel movements upon first meeting somebody. But I don't know if that's, the definition of an extrovert. Let me Google very quickly, and we're going to get some actual facts. Extrovert. What is the... I'm sure I spelled that wrong. Okay. Um, relating to... Okay, wait. Okay, what is an extrovert person? Extroversion, and for anyone who wants my citation of this, it's just like the first thing that comes up in Google when you type in extrovert, but more specifically, when you type it in spelled incorrectly. So spell it E-X-T-R-A-V-E-R-T like I did. Um, And then just whatever that first little blurb is. It says extroversion includes traits such as talkative, I'm not talkative, energetic, assertive, I'm not sure what that means, and outgoing. Social interaction is the key here. Extroverts often take on positions of leadership, first to offer their opinion and suggestions. They are often quick to approach others, especially on the dating scene. Okay, let's just... Okay, before I decide where I am, let's read the definition. Uh, Introvert. Ooh, I spelled that even weirder. I spelled that... I had a fat finger flare. I-N-T-E-O-V-E-F-S... I-O-N. Now, I think I was going for introversion, but I spelled introversion. So, I'm apparently fluent in some other language. Okay, introvert. First little blurb. An An introvert is a person with qualities of a personality type known as introversion. Well, duh. Which means that they feel more comfortable focusing on their inner thoughts and ideas. Hmm. See, my inner thoughts and ideas are sometimes not the most comfortable. Rather than what's happening externally, they enjoy spending time with just one or two people rather than large groups or crowds. To be fair, this article that I'm reading was published September 3rd, 2022. So, like, maybe this is, like, new introvertism. Like, it's the second wave. Hmm. Being an introvert can actually be an asset. Oh, that's nice. According to Dr. Jennifer Conwheeler, author of The Introverted Leader. See, I think that's what I am. What is introvert weakness? Introverts are easily distracted by external stimuli. External. So external means outside. They're distracted. I mean, yeah. And while they might be too nice to say anything, get very frustrated with constant interruptions than when they are trying to concentrate. Fair enough. Yeah, I'm still not really seeing where I am. I think I, I think I uh, bounce between the two, which is probably where most people are. I don't know that anyone's one hundred percent. Well, I shouldn't say anyone. I don't know that many people are one hundred percent one or the other. Like I need both. If I'm if I'm haven't interacted with people in a while, I'm excited to do so. But if I have to interact with someone and I don't want to, well, the worst. Actually, normally what I do. Um, I don't really get out of the house much, but if I ever have to, I dread it. And I'm like, why do I have to leave? I don't want to leave. Why is this happening to me? This is the worst thing to happen ever. And then I go and I actually enjoy myself. And that happens literally every single time. So you would think I would get to a point where I would just realize that, oh no, I'll actually have fun once I get there, and then skip the, the dreading, the day of and the night before. Uh, but I, I haven't really learned that lesson yet. So I I still I don't know. I don't know where I am. And I'm sure everyone is in um shambles and feels lost uh without having a, a firm answer on whether I'm an introvert an introvert an introvert or an extrovert but I think we'll just have to move forward. Um <clears throat> again, I hope everyone's had a good week. I was sort of um right before I clicked play because if everyone hasn't figured this out yet, I don't really plan what I'm going to say. It's just kind of flowing. Um, and I, but I was thinking for like a minute before, maybe I'll, I'll do like a, a minute and a half, a 90 second quick little, uh, meditation of like, okay, what, what kind of thoughts are, are permeating? And there was just nothing. Like there was not one thing that I could think of, uh, but then I saw a bird take a dump on a fence and that changed everything because then I thought of a story of, of similar, um, not quality of similar fashion um, about a bird. So the, I'm going to take you back. The year was probably like 2006, 2007. And this is, I believe the first time I've ever told this. So this is an exclusive. Um, I'm sitting down and breaking my silence on the bird poo incident of 2006 or 2007. I was in, I think grade one, we were outside for recess, which obviously, you know, the best time of the day. Kind of. Sometimes it was cold and I would have rather stayed inside, but that's, you know, whatever. Um, so we were coming in from recess, the worst time of the day, because it's like, shoot, like our break's over and now we just have to do schoolwork, even though the work in grade one is like coloring. I, I don't, for whatever reason, it just felt really daunting. So I was not in a good mood already. And I noticed a couple of people were looking at me and I was like, <laughs> guys, stop staring. Like, come on, just take a picture. It'll last longer. And then someone came up to me and said, "Um, what's that on your shoulder? And I said, what are you talking about? And there was a clump of bird poo. I'm saying poo because I don't want to use the other word that would require me to edit this podcast to bleep it out. So I'm going to say poo. There was bird um, defecation. I think that's a word. A bird defecated on on my shoulder. I had no idea. I was walking around for god knows how long with just bird poo on my shoulder Um, and then i was like oh what's that and i had never seen bird poo before this had never happened to me this was a it was a new experience so i was like what is that like i just thought it was dirt and then my teacher did inform me that it was in fact bird poo now i have i have really seen that as the moment that i um, became chosen because i mean how many people I'm sure it happens. People get bird pooed on, but like directly on your shoulder and like not knowing. I don't know. It seems like I was um, selected in that moment now selected for what I'm not sure. Um, And even 15 years later has yet to reveal itself. I think that's the math on that about 15. Um, But yeah, I don't know. I just I felt compelled to share that one because I think it'll make me more humble Like to have to admit that there was bird poop on my shoulder, but then it'll also make me less humble because I can admit that I think I'm special. So, I mean, really so much derived from that moment. Okay, moving on from bird feces. Because it is the start of a new year, it is an opportunity to look ahead into what might be happening. Um, From our good old buddy, Nostradamus. Now, I actually don't really know who he is. Like, I have like actually no clue. I don't know if he... I assume he was... I actually wasn't sure if he was a real person. I'm assuming now that he is a real person because he's apparently wrote a book, like, years ago with, like, each year and what he predicted was going to happen in that year. Now, I'm a little bit confused as to, like, how far he went. Like, is he just predicting things? Like, was he sitting in, like, 1602 being, like... And then in 1609, 1611. Like, that sounds like torture. Like, how did he predict, like, 2023, like, that's a bit much. Um, I've also tried to do some research as to, like, when did he stop predicting stuff? Because, like, is that when the world's going to end? How long did this book take to read? Like, imagine being the editor for that. Like, how many pages was that manuscript of just years and years and years and years and years and years and years 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 of predictions? Also, I'd imagine, like, like, I'm on episode 32 or 31 of this podcast, And there are times where I'm like, what the hell do I talk about? So imagine having to write predictions for like hundreds of years. Like you're going to run out of thoughts at that point. Also, are the stakes really that high for him to be predicting stuff? Not only so far in the future, but so long after he's going to die. Like he could really just say whatever. He could be messing with us. So I don't actually know um, how serious we should take these. And I've looked back at some of his past predictions, and I can't say they were all right. Like, I think in the year 2022, um, he predicted that there was going to be cannibalism or something. I mean, as far as I know, like, I'm sure, unfortunately, there was an act of cannibalism that year. But I don't know that it was uh, that prominent, that, like, that could be the definition. Like, I don't think the Merriam-Webster dictionary word of 2022 can be cannibalism. But we're going to get into the predictions for 2023. Okay, here we go. And anyone who's listening to this, because again, I, I have to acknowledge my yearly, or not yearly, my episodely, weekly acknowledgement. I know no one listens to this, but if anyone does listen to this and it's like 2027, you can let us know whether or not any of these happened. And I guess by let us know, I mean, just think, oh, that happened or oh, that didn't. You don't really have to do it. There's not like an assignment for this. Okay. Okay. His first prediction, again, this is not from me. This is from Nostradamus, so don't blame the messenger. Um, The Antichrist. He thinks the Antichrist is coming sometime around 2023. Uh, Yeah, so he said the Antichrist very soon annihilates the three. I have to say, annihilate is a word that I can hear. I couldn't spell it if my life depended on it, and I can't read it half the time because it's like en-ha-ha. like it's like annihilation but I got it this time so I mean truly maybe that was his prediction but yeah I mean I have a couple different um theories as to who the antichrist should be or it could be I might keep those to myself just to not ruffle any feathers but I think if I wrote a list of names down and you know anyone listening wrote a list of names down I think we would have some similarities. You know, I think we all kind of, you know, we have, there's there's the usual suspects of who could be the Antichrist. Anyway, moving on. Next prediction, disaster on Mars. Nostradamus predicts the lights of Mars will go out. Okay. First of all, I just want to say love to all the Martians. If, if there are, I mean, there's gotta be Martians. How much of Mars have we discovered? Like, has, like, do we have people on Mars? I know there's, like, the International Space Station place. I've never been there yet. But, like, is there, like, is there life on Mars? Do we know that? Um, because if there's not, I think the lights going out on, on Mars are probably, like, not the worst prediction. Although I'm sure there's a, like, it's probably not great for, like, the, um, the health of the, of the universe and the planet. And the planets um how's pluto doing i i wonder if he predicted anything about pluto yeah the lights of mars will go out um yeah i really okay sorry i was trying to remember if the moon landing was on the moon or mars i do believe it to have been on the moon but yeah um loved the martians because i was thinking during covid maybe we start sending people to mars like people like if you if you were tested negative like you just go to mars as so long as there were not Martians. If there's Martians and like that's their area, they can keep it. We won't bring our problems to them, you know. But if it if it was if it was truly empty, I was I was I was actually starting a campaign. It was mask up for Mars. It was you had to wear your masks and and pretty much all the time so that you didn't catch catch or or give COVID. You had to isolate and then we could just start sending people to Mars. Again, important note as long as there wasn't the life on Mars already. Like, if it was just empty and we could use it, I was thinking that that was a good idea. But again, Martians, if you've taken it over, or not taken it if that is if that's your domain, you keep that. Um, and I hope that it doesn't, lights will go out. This is probably hard news for Mars to hear because this is probably the first prediction based on Mars, we here on Earth are, are no stranger to a false Nostradamus prediction. So, like, it's not as devastating to hear, but I'm sure the Martians aren't loving being called out. Okay, next prediction. Buckingham Palace on fire. Okay. Is, uh, the, oh, he said, specifically, Buckingham Palace will be set on fire by an asteroid. Now, is the asteroid named Harry? No. Okay, it's not. It, it doesn't say now who's to say i'll get back to to harold who's to, who's actually his name is actually henry we'll get into it um who's to say that there's not a nostradamus fan who works in buckingham palace who is willing to maybe like knock over one of those candelabras to fulfill his prophecy like i wonder if that's in the inter- the job interview for buckingham palace they're like can you spell Nostradamus? And they're like, absolutely not. Do you care about his predictions? And they're like, no. See, an asteroid is pretty specific, but I, I guess if, that a, if an asteroid is going to fall from the face of, this, of space or fall onto the face of the Earth, it is more likely that it hits like a bigger building than a smaller building and i think one of the biggest buildings i can think of i have no data to support this but i'd assume one of the biggest buildings at least in europe eh, probably not buckingham palace is a big ass place so i'm sure it, it is possible i don't know again it could be a metaphorical but who knows okay on to the next prediction famine one passage mentions... I should probably... Okay, the article I'm reading is from IFL Science. So I'm pretty much a scientistian. One passage mentions the rising prices of food causing people to eat each other. Oh, forgive me. I thought last year was the year of cannibalism. It's in fact coming up. So we haven't missed it. Don't worry. Yeah, I mean, rising prices of food. He was onto something there. I wonder if... The prediction also included a list of last year's articles too, but didn't happen. Oh. Um, that sucks. Okay, so he's not always right, the poor thing. But, yeah, I wonder if this is, like, a horoscope. Because, you know when you can, you read a horoscope, um, and I feel like if you, if you read me, like, random horoscopes, I would be like, oh, yeah, like, I relate to that. But it's just because you told me that it was my horoscope. Maybe there's something to it, I don't know. Because, like, I mean, prices are rising, but, like, were prices always rising? I don't know. We'd have to get an, um, economist... Is that a word? I'm gonna Google that really quickly. This is the this is the episode of Googling. It's the year of Googling. You know what I was thinking the other day. Economist. Oh, that's a magazine. Not the Okay, wait. What is the role of economist? Economist study complex data and statistics and use their findings to provide financial advice to businesses. I'm kind of a business. Well, you know what I was thinking the other day. What did people do before Google? Like truly, I don't want to sound like like a gen z (laughs) which i think i technically am but like no i definitely am but but what did you do before google like did you just not know things now to be fair as i've done several times in this in the last 20 minutes like sometimes you google something and it doesn't give you the right answer but at least you have access to like information what did people do before google like I know they had encyclopedias and stuff, but you couldn't really type in that like specific of questions. And also, how revolutionary was it when you got Google and could be like, "Oh, how do you make bread?" Like how, like that, that's a that's a big adjustment. like I, I remember the, the thing that's so common now that I can remember starting is texting like I remember a time before texting like like not I didn't have a phone but I remember before and then I remember being like oh this this texting thing you just like type buttons on your phone and then it like pops up it's like a, a written voicemail that I remember but computers I really like I remember older computers but they were always like they were always really computers so I don't know very odd if anyone would like to... I never asked people, like, what did you do? And I haven't really gotten a satisfying answer. Uh, because I guess really the answer is you just didn't. Like, you just kind of did. Because how old is Google? Okay, we're going to Google how old... Because computers are old. How old is Google? 24 years old. Okay. you I and mean, Google are, like, both a Gen Z. Okay, but was... Okay. Was Google, I'm going to do an, a verbal Google, was Google the first Google, <laughs> the first search engine um, in 1996? What was the first thing ever Googled? Googled was conceived in a dorm room, it's always a dorm room, at Stanford University in the mid-1990s. The first search query of the engine was the name Gerhard Casper, then president of Stanford University. But like, probably nothing came up. Poor thing. Because there weren't articles yet on Google. Yikes. Okay, well that's just interesting to think about, you know, history. Not too distant history. We've really covered the gamut. We've been covering Nostradamus in the 1500s. Um, I think that's the year they said he was born, around the 1500s. And then, you know, the mid-90s. It's basically a history lesson. Okay, so moving on, we have to get back to... We have to actually talk about the subject quickly because there could be an asteroid coming at any point. But Buckingham Palace. Now, I normally don't really cover things that are too current because, as I said before, I know people don't listen to this. But if there comes a day where people do listen to this, I don't want it to be all me talking about, um, you know, what's happening January... What dare we? January... 11th 2023 and no one cares about this until march 8th 2028 that's my nostradamus if i'm not famous by 2028 i'm packing it up i'm packing my microphone and my podcast equipment and my headphones and moving to mars but i feel like this what i'm about to talk about is kind of historical so we're gonna allow it so the other day by the other day i mean exactly yesterday i was at costco and I saw a stack of books. Now, the book in question was um, Prince Harold's, or what I now prefer to him as Henry's, uh, not novel. What is it called? Memoir, Spare. And I thought, you know what? I'm a reader. We've long we've long talked about how I'm a reader, so maybe I read it. And then I was like, eh, like, do I care? But then I was like, I'm a journalist. This this is all this is all happening in, in my head. I'm a journalist, so let me read it so that you don't have to read it. Or, if it's good, you can read it, and I'll tell you, you should read this. Now, it's a long book. Um, I'm a slow reader, so we're going to just break every episode for the next few episodes, or only this episode if I like don't finish it at all, but I'm going to try. I will break down the, the chunk that I've read in the last week. So, so far, I'm only about 100 pages in. It's about 400 pages. Which, first off, I was like, Harold, Henry, forgive me, it's a bit long. It's a bit long. Um, I believe it's split into, like, three parts. The first part, which I'm almost done, is, like, him in boarding school. The second part, I think, is him, like, older, like, and, like, kind of when he was in the army-ish times. And then the third part is the part that we're actually buying the book for, which is, like, when he dipped with Megan. Now, unfortunately, I have to get through the first two parts to get to the third part. Have I thought about just skipping to the third part? Yes. Have I thought about only reading the third part and then returning it to Costco and asking for a refund or like 66% back because I didn't read the first two sections? Yes. But I was like, I'm a journalist. Let me read this. Um, I actually don't think I'm a journalist. Like, if you're an actual journalist, I, I please do not get offended by me calling myself a journalist. I realize that just because I talk into a microphone once a week, and by microphone I mean my iPhone, I am not um, considered journalism. This is a comedy podcast. I wonder if that's the same disclaimer in Nostradamus game. This is comedy. This is fake. But yeah, so I'm I'm almost at the end of him being in boarding school, and it's a lot of stuff that I can't say that I care about. It's not the hardest thing to read. Like, it's not, like, a textbook. He actually, like, writes, like, more... He doesn't really write in a British accent, and I know that that doesn't make sense, but he doesn't write, like, formally. Like, he's just kind of talking. Um, yeah, but a few a few interesting things that I can tell you. So, basically, what I can say is you don't really need to read the first part because I'm going to tell you what you need to know. Um, first interesting thing. He calls his brother Willie. Like, in the book, not like he mentions it once, like, oh, I would call him Willie and then just continues to write William. He literally writes Willie. Like, that's a bit weird. Maybe he was trying to fit a word count. Maybe, like, William made the book 500 pages. So he's like, okay, listen, let's do a search and replace. We're going to call him Willie. Or I did some research. I'm pretty sure Willie is um, British slang for... Um, a male body part, a specific one. I watched an episode of British Love Island and I, I heard that term a lot. So I'm ass- so like, maybe this is him being like Shakespeare and, and doing like subtext. He's like, I, like, I don't, I don't, I don't really know. Um, do with that information what you will. But he calls his brother Willie. Um, the, the most interesting thing I learned was that his name is Henry. Like his, he's, his name is not Harry. His name is not even Harold. It's just Henry, Henry and Willie. Like what? That's kind of insane. Like, where did Harry come from? Like, and then why not just name you Henry? Because wasn't, wasn't there like a King Henry? Maybe he was being named after that, but then they're like, you need your own identity. Maybe that was nice. Um, Also, really, the only bit of anything interesting um, is pretty much Prince Charles. Like, is kind of a flop. Like he didn't really, he didn't really care about much. Like he, the only thing he said he seemed to care about was um, reading. So he's actually a reader. I wonder if he's going to join the nobody asked for this book club. Ironically enough, I wonder if he's actually going to read this book. uh, Sorry, Queen Chip. As we refer to him here. But funnily enough, the, as, you know, as I'm reading the book and, and the Charles parts are, are coming in and out, Queenship, he really is reading like um, Cody from the Sister Wives. Quick background, if anyone watches Sister Wives, you'd know that Cody is the, the husband of the four Sister Wives. Spoiler alert, um, three of the wives have left him. He's just down to one, so he's like a normie now. He's like normal with just his like monogamous relationship. Poor thing. Actually, I kind of feel bad for the wife who like signed up to have him for a quarter of the time, but now they're stuck 100. percent Yeah, but for whatever reason, Prince Charles or sorry, Queen Chip. It's so confusing. Um, was really it was he was just sounding like Cody from Sister Wives. I don't know. How, I don't know what to tell you. It just, it is what it is. Uh, but yeah, so nothing like nothing great yet. I have to say. Uh, So I'm not going to say go run out and buy it this week, but maybe there's more interesting stuff coming. So I don't want to give a final, a final verdict on it, but I mean, 26 bucks at Costco, I think in the sleeve of the book, this is the crazy part. It said like $47, like $47. That's a, that's like a half a textbook at, at like school. Actually, no, sometimes they're like $200, but, but still. Also, I have to say he does the most annoying thing in the chapter in like writing the chapters because my favorite part about reading a book um, is one when it's short, but B, (laughs) number B, my favorite part about books, is when the page before a new chapter starts is like half full, a quarter full, one sentence, because you, then you can just skip a page. You Basically, you get a free page. It's like you've, you've read a page, but you only had to read one sentence, but you get to flip the page. It's like, let's move this along. Come on, especially on maybe a slower book. No offense, Prince Harry, or Henry. We're close personal friends. Um, but yeah, all he does on this book is skips one line and then just writes a number and keeps going. So it's like, it's again. It's a textbook. It's like, and the font is very small, and there's a lot of pages. I'm telling you, this thing is going to take me a month to read. We're going to be on the year-end recap episode of this, and I'm going to finally have finished it and gotten to the interesting part. But um, but yeah. So hold up, maybe hold off on buying it now. And actually, he does a terrible thing. I read the sample first on on just my phone, like on iBooks, and the and the first few pages are written like in like the present or kind of present, like, in the last couple years. So you think, like, oh, we're getting a full book, 400 pages, of, like, him talking about how terrible King Queen Chip is. But then it flips very quickly, and I'm, like, in British boarding school, which I didn't really care to be in. So, I don't know. Hold off on buying it, but I'll let you know next week with the progress that I've made. Hopefully there is some. And then we can circle back, Okay. Because as Nostradamus says, we're in a financial crisis, which we kind of are, unfortunately. So hold on to your $26, your $47, whatever price range you find it at, and I will report back to you. I'm philanthropy. I'm a a philanthropist. I'm going to write the $26 off on my taxes. Just kidding. If the Canadian government is listening to this, I'm not going to do that. I make no money off of this. I'm not going to write it off. I I will follow the rules, but... Again, this is a comedy podcast. I am I am the Nostradamus of fake information, and with that, I want to thank you for listening. Um, I'm gonna say you're welcome in advance for saving you the money of buying the book. At this point, I think I think the Meghan Markle book is the one we're looking for. I just have a feeling because like. I think it would be more of, like, what we're looking for. I hope she's typing it right now. I hope she's sitting at a computer with some sort of matcha latte. Just, like, abolishing the monarchy. Like, just ending it. Because I think she can. Oh, and if I haven't made this clear, I'm actually... I'm on their side. I think we need to just... I think we need to just end it with the monarchy. And I think queenship is the is the man for the job i think people just don't care about him enough and it's going to get to a point where they're like why do we care about these people like i think lizzie liz i'm sure i talked about this before i think lizzie liz had reigned for so long and again my disclaimer with all of this is i i don't i don't i don't agree with the royal family i this is just commentary they've done some terrible things period but I think Lizzie Liz, because she was reigning for so long, it was like she had some sort of prestigiousness to her. But like Queenship is just like an, kind of an embarrassment. And I'm not even British, clearly. Anyway, before they come and take me away, I'm going to end it here. Um, thank you for listening. I will see you next week. I hope you have a great week. Um, as I always say, you can find our website podcast. Nobody asks for this. dot com. On there, you can find our Instagram, our Facebook, our Twitter, um, our TikTok that hasn't been active um, <laughs> since the first two weeks of actually having it. Um, I, I, we're gonna we're going to post a TikTok in the year twenty twenty three. That is my goal. Uh, but yeah, I really appreciate you listening because you can listen on Spotify, Apple iTunes, iTunes? I, guess, like, I guess that is Apple, um, iHeartRadio, Alexa, I'm sure Amazon has a situation, basically anything that's like company name plus, you can probably find us on, but not the streaming services, yet, yet, um, but yeah, we will see, we, <laughs> me, we'll see you next week, have a good week, thank you for listening.